The Fontenelle Final Bell Podcast is presented by Fontenelle Hybrids. The solutions you need, the relationships you trust. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. Lots to talk about about these markets. We obviously got some great news when it comes to beef in Japan. We'll look at what's been going on in the grain market. Some good, some bad, as Brad Koima joins us. Koima, Koima, Verlick. And we look at these markets. You're a cattle guy. Let's start with talk of, of Japan, the beef. Expected news, exciting news for you guys. What do you get in the field? Because there's kind of a mixed emotion out there in social media. Well... You're right, and, you know, so yeah, you get all these dinosaur comments from me, don't you, Susan, because I've been at this forever. Um, The way information is disseminated now compared to the way it was 30 years ago or whatever, um, you know, then the, then the, um, the, the hub of the information was the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, right? Um... And everybody was trying to find friends down there, and me included, and, you know, an exchange of information, exchange of ideas is what their motto was for a while. Um, and now social media is largely the uh, uh, information exchange, and sometimes uh, the information on various social media may not be as reliable as it could be at times. Okay, so I haven't said all that. Anyway, the news in the morning here, right about a t- t- for me anyway, it was a few minutes before the opening, and then it seemed like the next 15 or 20 minutes the news kind of started to get banged around a little bit. And and, and then the story, the, the first version or one version I saw was that uh, Japan is relaxing tariffs on beef, uh, longstanding tariffs or yada yada, some language like this. And, of course, uh, you know, Japan is a monstrous customer for beef for us. Uh, and, and that news was like that got the market very excited. We were 200 points higher-ish for a while. Uh, and then as you kind of read the fine print, uh, it appears to me or us here that really what the issue was was not the tariff, but rather they're relaxing their ban on 30 months of age and over cattle, which they put on in 2003, mad cow disease. Uh, uh, them and almost everyone else, of course, put uh, a ban on, and then as they slowly peeled it off, some areas uh, left the ban on those older, uh, more susceptible uh, cattle to mad cow disease, and so that's what they've taken off now. So is that a huge thing? Uh, I would say probably uh, not. It's not bearish, don't get me wrong, but it probably didn't uh, uh, warrant the, uh, the the big spike that we had early. Do you think we're going to see maybe come Monday a little bit of a pullback then because we had that kind of knee-jerk reaction with the cattle? I wouldn't be surprised uh, at all uh, because I, I really viewed the last action here as more of a, a correction of, of, of what had been, well, $14 sell-off in most of the month. So now we managed to have basically two solid, well, two up days, although we didn't close real high range today. You know, you still closed $0.80 cents off the highs or more. Um you know, so you know, I'm kind of one of the simple rules that I would use and do use is um, um, three days against the trend. That maybe that uh, then you get a trend change. So uh, if we'd have a, an up day on Monday, maybe I'd feel a little differently. I would say that we would maybe not. Uh, the tone, overall tone of the cash market this week was very weak, as it has been uh, right now. Uh, I would expect cash would be probably sluggish again next week. Um, the tone in the beef market is not great it's not a wreck but it's not uh, it's no runaway either 
So, um, I don't know. You know, I think you got a kind of a fundamentally soft feeling market, to me at least, um, and a lot of cattle to kill. It's just the way it is. You know, you would think we're getting to that time of the year. It is warm outside. Folks are wanting to get out on those grills. We might see a pickup coming across that meat counter. Uh, that is the one thing that does give us a little cause for, I think, some hope. Um, you're right, and it's been a, uh, to say it's been a, a difficult weather year, both for feeders and for uh, grill season, that, that'd be the understatement of the century. Um, I, um, I would say yes. Now, to, just to walk through that deal with you, uh, traditionally the heaviest beef demand weekend is Mother's Day. Uh, it's closely followed by Memorial Day. Father's Day is a good solid beef feature, but and and then that whole time period where finally the weather's nice, everybody feels like let's go out and let's grill a steak, whatever. So so we're in the sweet spot of that. Um, so I expect. Don't worry, I, I'm not meaning to suggest that there's something wrong with demand. There isn't. Demand is fantastic. Don't let anybody kid you. Um, and it'll it should be good, and it'll slow up then a little bit the week of of uh, Father's Day. And then we start to switch to more of a hot dog hamburger kind of a feature for a while. But, uh, you know, demand is just fine. And these packers are making all kinds of money, you know. So, um, you know, we don't need to be worried about, uh, you know, whether they can sell any meat or not. It's just fine. Looking at the hogs, we know that there's the continued spread of African swine fever. And it's going to be a hot topic next week at the USMEF meeting taking place in Kansas City. How is this all affecting the hogs once again? Well... It's a market that you need uh, a note from your mom, uh, a, a, a weekly physical from your doctor, and uh, you know a semi-annual financial statement. I, I'm just kidding. I got kind of a long-winded joke about people trading. Hogs are, are very volatile, very difficult to trade. Uh, if, if you're too uh, young to know what pork bellies were like, just take a look at the hogs. This hogs trade reminds me an awful lot of the old pork belly days. Um, this ASF issue has not gone away. It's 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 nowhere near under control. Um, you know, as you hear about more and more countries clicking off just how many hogs they've had. You know, I think this week it was Vietnam, uh, and 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 talking about their their culling is is supposedly bigger than the whole country of China. Well, you know that's not right. Um, so, I to me the ASF issue at this point has got to be viewed as being supportive to the market. Uh, you, you get, it gets balanced with these trade wars and the tariff talks and the, and the inability for China and U.S. To, 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 to strike a deal. But if it's just ASF, you know, that, 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 that's a big deal. Stick around, folks. We do have more coming up. It is the Fontenelle Final Bell for you on this warm Friday afternoon right here on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield as Brad Coima joins us with Coima, Coima, and Verilic. And we look at the markets. We're going to switch gears now and jump over to the grains. And I got to ask, any soybeans didn't last long. The happiness went back into negative territory once again. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, I was kind of hoping you're going to let me start with corn after that despondent. <laughs> you know, normally I try to be glass half full guy, but after that kind of uh, worrisome uh, comment on the on the livestock but you know i've been wondering a little bit anyway and i think others in the trade have been wondering about you know to me the the underlying bullish premise of our markets here is weather okay uh, the inability to get planted on time 
and and I kept wondering a little bit. Is okay, so uh, if we're not going to get the corn planted, um, are we not going to consider planting beans? That's the way it always used to work uh, with these with these weather delays. And I think that finally got to be part of the market here today. Uh, and after that quick correction, you know, actually the the, the, the the beans have rallied more than the corn. You know, so um, I suppose to say with that, you know. I don't root for it to be down. Believe me, I know how crappy these prices are. Um, but uh, you know, to have a break today with uh, with this actually a, an upgrade of how rotten the weather forecast is, I guess shouldn't be too surprising. Well, I did want to end with a positive note, so that's why I want to talk to you about what's going on with this corn market. We saw some firmness again, some new weekly highs set for a Friday, but a wet wet forecast is moving back in once again. Now you're talking. Let's talk about something that I am bullish. Um, and uh, as we just start to talk here, the whole sky turned black here again today. Um, um, so let's talk about the corn and the delayed planting idea, okay? Um, just let me frame this. I have no idea what the weather's going to do. Nobody does, obviously. But let's just frame it this way, okay? Right now we've got a market that's just been covered up in bearish news, okay? I, we're, we're going to raise a fourth year of near record or fifth year of near record uh, yields. We're just going to dial that in. we got huge acres. Okay, we're just going to dial that in. Uh, we're not going to export anything because of our trade wars. You know, that's dialed in. Uh, apparently, the fact that we've got record cattle and record hog supplies doesn't make any difference because they never raise feed usage. Go figure. Um, and, and so the market's just been powdered by this bad news. We've been at this price since 2000. 14th, okay? I mean, give or take. So we've been at horrible prices for a long time. The cure for low prices is low prices. You get to a low price like this and you build demand, build demand, build demand, in my opinion. We're feeding more of it than we've ever fed before. I think the ethanol industry, given the way the price of crude oil is, should be just fine. And i got to think, at least optimistically, at some point, we'll get part of this export business back. So we need a catalyst, and I think it's the weather to turn the tide. We got a fund uh, position that had been record shorts. They're not anywhere near out of their positions yet. Not even close. Sometimes the market's about who's wrong and not who's right. Okay? Um, so, and there's a paddle big enough to fit their rear end too, talking about the funds. Um, so, the, the, the 2013 4.5 million acres prevent plant insurance. Biggest ever. We're way behind 2013. At least that's what the Monday data showed. Um, now, did we all of a sudden spin a magic, you know, 98-row uh, planter? And did we plant 80% of the corn belt here in the last two days? I know we got some done. I know we got quite a bit done. But I, I, I would question whether we got enough to make the, com the market feel comfortable. We'll know more on Monday. The long-term forecast for here, I'm talking 6 to 10 days, is horrible. We've got probably a big half of the corn crop planted here. Uh, the rest of it's going to go in really, really, really late or not at all. What is in isn't up, doesn't look good. Um, you know, so what if you would lose four or five million acres, okay, to what we think is going to get planted? Now, what if we take instead of this 176 bushel yield that they got figured in, this big upward tr uptrend line yield, what if we take that back to something like, say, that's still a top five yield of, say, 171? Well, all of a sudden now you go from a too much corn to 
something that's not nearly enough, at least not when it's priced here. At that kind of an equation, then to me, corn's more like a 450 item. In fact, off air, and, and I really kind of mean it, you know, looking for long-term places that this market can go to, I think about $5. I do. You know, people can call me nuts, but um, I think the first step is we get above 390, and then I think from there we try to test that 420 level, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Then you got these four-year highs at about 440. Uh, so there's lots of stuff above us, but uh, I think if this thing falls right, because it's been so long down at these prices that the reaction to the upside should be that much better as well. USMCA, it's exciting news to see us moving forward on that. It was a hot topic in Washington, D.C. this week. For sure. Um, the uh, finally, you know, it looks like uh, taking off the, uh, the, the the silver steel steel or whatever the tariffs. We're hoping that that leads toward the next step by our neighbors, uh, Canada and Mexico, to, to to get rid of the pork tariffs. Particularly, uh, that would certainly be helpful from the standpoint of the corn. I think ultimately as well. So baby steps, but I thought to a very very positive step. What's the best way for folks to get a hold of you, Brad? Hey, give us a call, 800-358-3047. And thanks again. I always enjoy it, Susan. That's the Fontenelle Final Bell, brought to you by Fontenelle and all the local dealers on the Rural Radio Network. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.